0: In today's episode, I will talk a little bit about the, yeah, let's say the flaws in strategy card games, or especially in dueling card games, but also about the um, things people enjoy about those kind of games. So what kind of mechanics, mechanisms are they looking for when they decide to buy a dueling card game? Or what kind of gameplay components um, or gameplay aspects do they really like? And in order to um, yeah, find that out, I asked people on Reddit. Um, and um, yeah, I, I actually asked them um, about the, the mechanics they really like about those kind of games. But most of them or many of them um, also stated what they dislike about um, those kind of games. And I thought it would make a good episode to um, yeah, to list both of the responses that I received and yeah analyze a little bit what it what it means. But before we dive into the different answers, I would like to explain you a little bit why I asked uh, this question and um, yeah what I, what I want to get out of it. So um, as you know, I have been working on a on a game uh, with my co-designer Christian and, um, we mentioned that game Duelist in the past. Um, we now, uh, yeah, came up with a with a name uh, for the for the final version, the published uh, game, and uh, that uh, name will be Mindbug. Um, my. Uh, Friendly and fellow uh, mastermind uh, group members uh, told me that when I uh, say that word with my German accent and my bad pronunciation, it sounds more like "mind fuck. So I am still working on my pronunciation to to call it a little bit more like "mind bug." Um, so please be patient with me while I while I still learn how to pronounce it. But uh, this will be now the uh, the name forward. Um, for this game that we have been working, which is a dueling card game, and yeah, we also um, yeah did a session and a podcast episode in the past where we um, explained the design process of this game. At that time, um, it still was called um, Duelist. And um, yeah, at the moment, I am working on preparing the publication of this game. It will go to Kickstarter and I'm setting up the website at the moment and stuff like that. And when you do that, you think about how to advertise the game, how to describe the game. So what makes it special? Um, what should be the, the headlines on the website? Um, the key phrases that you throw at the customers? What is your unique selling proposition and stuff like that? And um, something that you learn in marketing is that you have to speak the language of your customer. And um, yeah, that's it is actually easier than you think to, to learn the language of your customer. You can just go out there and um, either ask them or you could uh, research the internet, um, the spaces, uh, the locations where those yeah, your customers, your future customers are already talking about um, your product or similar products or Maybe only the problem your product is solving, and um, in in my case, this means I wanted to listen to people uh, talking about dueling strategy card games, and yeah, that's exactly why I why I asked them on um, on Reddit, and um, I will also do more research on that topic and will um, add more of their responses in a little. Um, Excel spreadsheet you know I like those <laughs> those and um, yeah based on um, on their answers their kind of language I will then um, create the content for the website the content for the uh, the newsletters the content for the social media posts and the kickstarter campaign and um, yeah I think that Uh, Mindbug is a game that solves a lot of uh, the things that people dislike um, from the currently or previously very successful uh, strategy card games or dueling card games. And um, while I was reading through the answers of um, um, of the different people from Reddit, I I became more and more confident that the game that we have created is um, is answering a lot of uh, of their the the flaws that they dislike about um, dueling card games so far, but um, it also speaks to those um, things that they mentioned that they enjoy about um, strategy card games. So um, that is actually why I why I asked that question, and I'm pretty sure that it will be helpful for you to um, yeah to learn what they. Like and dislike about these kind of games, and also maybe about learning about the the method that I used um, of asking those people and trying to identify those um, those parts in their answers that I could reuse for uh, for marketing purposes later on. So um, yeah, let's dive into um, into the answers. Maybe one more thing before we start. So this list is far from being comprehensive it's the answer of just I don't know maybe 10 to 15 people or so um, so it's not a representative list of what people like or dislike about uh, these kind of games it's more like a, um, a spotlight on certain aspects and um, yeah the idea to identify the language that those people use to describe the the what they like and dislike okay. The the first answer was about uh, cards being rigid, so cards that specifically reference other cards to so what makes them a little bit uh, useless in certain strategies or decks or whatsoever. And what those uh, uh, this person answered was. Um, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! a lot with friends and what killed it for us was how rigid and defined cards became to set. Uh, We had our decks built around certain strategy. Uh, Buy a big, big box of cards to open together and none would be usable. They wouldn't even be usable together to make their own deck because too many cards specifically reference and require another singular card that we did not have. It wasn't like when we were kids, when card abilities were far more general and applied independently. And with that, Yu-Gi-Oh! died for us. So the aspect that I highlighted here for me is um, cards that would, wouldn't would be usable together. That's the aspect that I think is something that, pe- that, that can frustrate people. And um, yeah, I just highlighted it here as an example um, of what, uh, yeah, what our game uh, Mindbug isn't uh, standing for. So in our game, each card can be uh, used together. There is no uh, referencing of specific cards. So maybe that could be an argument that I would like to, um, to communicate later to future buyers and interested people. So let's let's move on to the next one. Um, the next person said it really hates um, when resources resources are special cards in a deck, like mana and magic, for example. So um, what uh, what this person stated was, I hate it when resources are special cards in a deck. Biggest examples are Magic: The Gathering and Pokemon. Your deck is really limited by if you draw those resource cards or not. A basic solution is to have a resource fill up every turn, like Hearthstone. Um, However, a far more interesting choice are to use your cards as sacrifice, like in Dragon Ball Super TCG, where every card can be played as a land. So um, I talked about that topic on the podcast some time ago and um, in several episodes. Um, I think this is something that many people complain about, that having uh, the resource as part of your deck and need to draw it at the right time in the right amount, that really can be a problem because it leads to yeah games that are just not fun. Yeah, If you have too less of the resource or too much of the resource, the games are typically not fun. And um, <laughs> games like Magic: The Gathering have, uh, yeah, implemented a lot of different mechanics to um, to try to mitigate that that problem. Um, uh, the the part of the text that I highlighted here for my uh, language uh, uh, Excel spreadsheet is: your deck is really limited by if you draw those resource cards. Um, I think this is also um, a good aspect that I could uh, use for the marketing of uh, of mindbug because um, we do not have any resources at all in this game um, when it comes to playing cards so um, that's definitely something we will will be using as a, um, as a as a as a marketing claim and there was also a second person um, that mentioned I like hand as a resource versus external resources like mana or lands, and yeah that's also uh, great to great to hear because in um, in our game in mindbug it the hand and the amount of cards in your hand is really I would say one of your only um, limitations that you have, and that's um uh, that's a resource you you have. You have to to play with, but you don't need it to to cast any cards, and you cannot be um, I don't know mana screwed or mana flooded. Whenever so um, I, I also highlighted this for my language document. The next person um, talked about game state specific cards, um, and here's what it, what 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 they said. Um, the second annoyance is looking for certain cards in your deck but it is impossible to find since the deck is big and you only grab a card per turn. So a good starting card will only drop last uh, 25% in the game where it then is pointless to play. Uh, Methods of finding card work or being able to grab more than one card every turn, Uh, like always fill your hand up to five, solves this issue for me. What I highlighted here is... uh, the aspect that card will only drop where it is pointless to play. Um, we all know that that situation when you are uh, in Magic, for example, and um, you draw one of your one mana dudes uh, at the end of the game. It is. It feels just like a um, like a waste of a turn when you uh, maybe have only that option to play that card. Um Actually, I didn't uh, want to talk so much about mindbug in this episode, but um, uh, again, this was also an answer which uh, immediately uh, made me happy because um, in our game, you do not have uh, cards, that are meant for a specific state of the game so we do not have an early game a mid game or a late game that you know from other games where you have to to build some form of board presence or resource before you can start playing your bigger dudes um, no you can play, definitely play your most powerful card in the first turn um, but we have some kind of mechanic that uh, makes sure that it uh, does not that the big uh, game doesn't break so um, that could also be a, a good uh, good aspect to um, to use in the advertising uh, campaign later on. The next topic is a big one because it has been mentioned very often, um, and is it is the uh, the topic of luck. And um, the the first person uh, said that right now I like Battlecon and Exceed. The problem that I have with TCG games is that uh, very usually. Uh, The fault of all my losses is because of the deck instead of my skill. Right now, I prefer the decks being done by the developer and being tested and balanced instead of deck construction. And I prefer that there is really less luck by card draw done, uh, by drawing a lot of cards at the same turn or having a lot of choices in a turn. Um, You could definitely highlight uh, certain parts of the language here. So what what I highlighted is, the problem that I have with t c g games is that very usually the fault of all my losses is because of the deck instead of my skill, so the fault of all my losses is because of the deck instead of my skill um well <laughs> you could say that um this is always the excuse of a player um uh, losing a game in magic or so, and um in the end the most skilled players will still be uh, uh on top of the ladder uh, however i have heard this sentence very often when i when i when i play magic um with especially with people who are not so familiar with the tournament scene and stuff like that so the casual player so it's very important for them it's how they feel it, they feel that they're lost because of the luck and not because of their skill because they did not draw the right card um and yeah that is something that um uh i have not seen in a single mind bug game so far i have not a single time listened to someone who said i lost because of luck because we do barely have card draw in the game um and there is not much randomness except the cards that you draw in the beginning of the game um but uh you always, whenever the opponent plays a card, you have the chance to use one of your mind bugs to control that card, to control that creature. So in the end of the game, you had the chance to control every card that has been played in that game. Um, so when the game is over, you do not people do not talk about how they lost the game because they didn't draw a specific card or so. They talk about what... Decision they should have made at what at what game state um, that led to would have led to a better end. Um, so should I should I have controlled that creature that you played on turn two instead of taking that on turn four? Also, that is what the people talk about, and that's actually super fantastic because um, they always talk about their own decisions and not something that uh, came up due to bad luck or something that. Um, uh yeah has been has been yeah decided by the game designer it, it's about their own decision and that's what people really are looking for so this will be um and as as i have uh got gotten so many responses talking about that topic that luck uh and that bad feeling of losing a game because of a bad draw and stuff like that um so that is as definitely um one of the number one um marketing phrases and uh, things that I would like to advertise uh, for Mindbug. The next answer is also about uh, luck. It's a a pretty long answer, but um, I think it's worth listening to it. So I like my opponent's actions to influence my own decisions in a robust and important manner. This isn't the same as straight interaction. To clarify what I mean, I want to compare Magic and Netrunner. A lot of times magic players will refer to cards like Doom Blade or Counterspell as interactive. Uh, for those of you who are not playing magic a Doom Blade is a straight removal that allows you to kill a, another creature and a Counterspell is a spell that allows you to um, well negate some kind of spell that the opponent plays um, and it doesn't uh, uh, have any effect than that spell. Um, but there is rarely a meaningful cost to casting these spells um, as each has such a low cost and gets that one for one trade that is almost always worth it to include those cards into your deck. If I believe my opponent has a removal card in hand provided that they are not tapping out so they have the resources available, um, I pretty much have to hope that I have something that will cause them to choose to counter it. I kind of have to play through that removal or counter because I will never go it will never go away otherwise. Uh, these one-for-one trades frequently wind up with me feeling like the outcome of the game was determined by who drew the better value over the course of the game. When I lose, I look back and see no viable cause of action I could have taken, except Mulligan. When I win, I see no viable cause of action my opponent could have taken, except Mulligan. Even if I had saved my removal for the big threat that killed me, usually the smaller ones would have killed me anyway. One of the most common things I hear from my opponents when I win is, if I had drawn this card, I would have won or I needed this other card to get through that. Neither of those references anything the player could have done to influence the outcome. Maybe I'm just a bad player, but that's my experience. Okay. Um, I think this pretty much uh, seconds what uh, I have mentioned before um, about the lack of draw and how the players feel, but there's one difference here. That person quoted other players so i if you remember i'm looking for the language that people talk so that i can uh, address them and a stranger in the internet responded to my question and doing that hard work for me so they even uh, put it in um, quotation marks so it's so easy for me to to fin- find this um, this phrases so in that case it was um, if i had drawn this card i would have won and the second one he, he put in um, in um, quotation marks is, I needed this other card to get through that. And if you uh, if you can remember what I just talked told you about Mindbug and how it works, um, those are the perfect phrases to, to address when you talk to people. So if, if I say to someone, have you ever played Magic and had the feeling um, that you could have won the game by just drawing another card? they can definitely, I think every magic player can definitely immediately relate to that situation. And that's a perfect entry point to then introduce uh, Mindbug as a game and tell them that in Mindbug, you will never have that feeling because every choice you make and every outcome of uh, each and every game will be based on your own decisions. But uh, that person goes even uh, even further. Um, they talk about uh, another game that makes it better than uh, Magic, for example. and here's what, what what else they said. They said, compare that to Netrunner. In Netrunner, I frequently see ways to play around my opponents. My opponent might block off access to R&D, which is what my deck wants to access. But I can still abandon that strategy and work on HQ or their remote servers. They might have all their servers iced up, but I can run one hoping they rest enough to not be able to afford to rest on a different one. I always feel like there's an alternative route and I'm frequently improvising, responding to my opponent's moves. The permanence of the game objects also makes it so that there's never a situation of my opponent playing something and then me getting rid of it for little meaningful cost. It might open up a scoring window for my opponent if I spend too much, so maybe I should just let that problematic thing slide for a bit. When I finish a game of Netrunner, Win or lose. I almost always think to myself. And here again come the quotation marks. This would have gone better if I had done XYZ instead. And what this means is that person did not only describe the problem for me that I can use as an entrance point to um to discuss with, uh, with interested people, it also um provided a a possible answer, and um, yeah, that is that is uh, just awesome, and that is what you can get out of uh, out of a good research of um, of language. The next person um, was uh, talking about being out of meaningful decisions, uh, and here's what, what what they said: I also never want to feel like I can't do anything meaningful. I've had so many games of magic where I'm just waiting to hopefully top deck a certain card to get rid of my opponent's troublesome thing. And it's dreadful. In Netrunner, I at least have access to drawing cards and gaining credits as innate actions and not just waiting on them. And even then, it's pretty rare that I wind up uh, confined in a situation such that I'm just trying to dig through my deck for a specific card or gain lots of credits to try to play the super card that will win me the game so um, the aspect that i i think it's pretty pretty similar to to what we have heard before but um, um there are also several things that i could highlight here so waiting to hopefully top deck a certain card is definitely something that the person mentioned which uh they didn't like um and also uh being out of meaningful decisions that is something that we all can probably relate, not only in card games, that's also very bad in other board games. So um, that's also the kind of language that uh, that other people speak. So that's also something we can, can highlight here. Okay, but that's pretty much what I received um, as flaws in those games and what people dislike about it. And as mentioned before, I'm pretty sure that there are hundreds of uh, different opinions and um, other flaws, um, but I think it's a very good starting point. Um, But also, the people also um, talked about uh, my actual question about the things they really like about those games. Um, And the first answer was about variety. And um, it is also uh, mentioning something good about magic, uh, believe it or not. Um, what I enjoy about magic is uh, the different mechanics and how they interact with one another and exploiting those mechanics to create an advantage. What is also great is the ability to have a wide r- variety of decks with different goals and play styles. It's an awesome way to learn different facets of the game. Having the variety of magic where for the most part, Tens of thousands of cards work together seamlessly. So also here you could mention or highlight um, different aspects of the language that are important. What I highlighted here is uh, tens of thousands of cards that work seamlessly together. So (laughs) maybe I have to adjust the tens of thousands of cards for Mindbug in the beginning because there will only be, uh, I don't know, probably 50 or so. Uh, But... uh, all of them work together themeless uh, themelessly and they create um if they combined in different ways they create new play styles um and you can exploit different uh, mechanics and create an advantage so uh yeah i can totally use parts of this language to create um, a paragraph on uh, on my website for example and that's a uh, isn't that awesome that I don't have to come up with all of that myself as a non-native speaker, which is pretty difficult to be honest. Uh, I can just go out there and um, yeah, use, use uh, uh, the people's the people's help there, and um, I will actually be speaking to them more, um, yeah, more precisely and closely because the that's actually how they speak with each other. Um, the next one uh, was talking about alternate winning conditions. Um, And what they said is, I also don't feel like R&D has leaned on the alternate win cons enough because they can be super satisfying to pull off. Um, They're also mentioning magic, by the way. Uh, Poison counters, milling, this card wins, but it's hard to pull off like cards. Um, They do not use it enough. So... um, that's something that people are looking for, and it's not something that we. I mean, we played around with it in uh, in Mind but we, we removed it at least from the from the uh, from the initial starting uh, set. So it might be something for our future expansions. We have some cards in the. Um, <laughs> in our um, extended list that have alternate winning conditions. And if I uh, later on see in my language file that several people have uh, enjoyed this and have asked for it, I can then um, consider putting one of those cards or two or three or even more um, in some of the later expansions. So um, yeah, that could also be um, be used. The next person talked about replayability um, and that's what, what they said. I bought a box of Epic and now just play dark draft format. It is so nice knowing that we can get a deck from generally random cards and still make a decent strategy for it because card effects call for a certain type, not specific cards. I also like that I bought it once um, and never have to fork out money again. And if I did, the cards would fit seamlessly into the original stack. That goes into the same direction that we um, heard on the negative side of of games uh, before today. And um, yeah, I think the most interesting part of it is I bought it once uh, and never have to fork out money again. That is something that is important for for players nowadays since so many people are a bit uh, frustrated from the CCG model. Um, And also the the aspect that cards would fit seamlessly into the original stack. That's also important if we are talking about um, expansions in the future. The next person is uh, talking about Star Realms and um, interesting aspects about the game. So here's what they said. For Star Realms, um, it's different. The game is more about management of the market role. And I tend to find my friends that love engine optimization love it. And now it comes. I love it because it's so small, fast, so easy to learn, but Surprisingly deep. It's pretty much my go-to airport travel game. So, not only did that person um, deliver a whole bunch of uh, nice adjective that I could use to describe the game, because Mindbug goes into that same direction. I could, I could definitely use that explanation for Mindbug. I could say the game is small. It only has fifty cards. It is fast. It is explained in five minutes and played in 10 to 15 minutes. It's easy to learn, as I mentioned, in five minutes. And it's surprisingly deep. Um, so that helps me to describe the game quite quite good. Uh, it also helps me to identify uh, games a game that are similar, which is in that case uh, Star Realms, which I already know, but sometimes um, I learn about games that I did not know before, which might be worth looking at um and but here is more that person mentioned that it is their go-to airport travel game so i could definitely use that information um because there might be other people who are traveling a lot and um, are looking for games uh, to play in that exact same situation or um it could also be mentioned that it, uh, if some person mentioned that it uh, is the perfect, I don't know, um, filler game or so was. That could also be important for me to um, to later use that kind of uh, knowledge um, if it fits to my game. The next person is talking about take that mechanics. Um, it's a bit out of context here, but um, here's what they said. Um, for both games, Epic and Star Realms, I particularly love. Take that mechanics. I can never shake the love of those Yogi gi moments when quotation marks, you fool you have triggered my trap card um, but a game has to give each player enough tools to be able to counter those moments too um, yeah again here yeah, um, <laughs> I love these moments when someone uh, uh, delivers me that language um, uh, directly in quotation marks because it's so easy to identify then um yeah it's about uh triggering a trap card um that is not so much true for Mindbug in that case um but i can totally see that um that other games um have that implemented in their um, um in their game and um you could totally make a story or even some kind of uh sketch out of it or whatsoever um and really use this as an argument for um for your strategy. The next person was talking about interaction and that was probably um, besides the luck um, the most mentioned uh, aspect that people like or respectively dislike Um, and when it comes to interaction um, the first person said in all games but especially in dueling games I want to be able to interact with my opponent. In planned and Unplanned ways. I want to be able to evade his cards, to time my attacks, to maneuver, to bluff, and to conceal my vicious uh, plans within the luck of the draw. I want counter spells, rule setting cards, rule breaking cards, and ways to recontextualize known game components. I want the freedom to choose or adapt my deck, and the freedom to play the cards in multiple ways. And I'll gladly accept the occasionally dead draw or spectacular engine implosion. So again, we have an incredible amount of words that describe the playstyle that this person is looking for. It really depends on your game, what you can take out of that. But um, having all of those words and descriptions uh, presented to you on the silver plate um, is really um, worth something at least. So, the next person talked about interaction as well. So, finally, I like it when there is a lot of interaction and counterplay while retaining a combo. Again, Sorcerer comes to mind where there is one round with multiple turns. A turn consists of one action and then the other player can play and at the end of the round, the fighting starts. What is fun is that you can build up a combo which is known if you know the cards, though the other player can try to counter it. So that is something you can look out for. That person especially mentions or starts the sentence with, what is fun is, dot, dot, dot. That's how they started the sentence. So it's quite easy for you to identify what they like and what other players might like as well. And um, yeah. The next thing is about hidden information. Um, That person said, more than anything else, I want to be able to stare at my opponent mid-turn, smile and say, quotation marks, do you feel lucky, punk, while holding up a mystery card. So they describe a specific moment, um, an emotional moment during a game Um, that they really remember and that they want to want to experience when they play games so um, that's awesome if you can show in your presentation that your game is set up to create these memorable interesting moments that's something that people really like and that they can uh, relate to there have been many more answers on Reddit, and you can find the link in the show notes. I will not go through all of them um, because I, I think I mentioned, um, yeah, mindbug often enough as an example, and I think you already, you already got um, how I, how I use that kind of mechanic to identify the language that my target audience is speaking. And, um, yeah, then as I mentioned, I put it back into the, uh, into my Excel spreadsheet. And when I then write, uh, the content for the website, for example, the different paragraphs or, um, the, uh, the, the headlines and stuff like that, I go through the list and, um, yeah, try to find inspiration there. But just for completeness, complete list, uh, let me mention some aspect that the players also mentioned, um, of, uh, mechanics or aspects of dueling on strategy card games that they really like um, so they also talked about card management mechanics um, for example or um, innovative and novel card management me- mechanics where you do not only um, attack the life points of an opponent but um, also maybe where the deck um, is the uh, the life points or when um, the fighting is not just like attacking the opponent but more like a, um, a bluffing game how it is in blue moon for example that was mentioned as something that players really like and um, also other components of games were like um, combos have been mentioned that they really like um, putting up a plan over the entire game and then in the last turn have this epic turn um, where they then uh, come back from being behind and Blow away the opponent um, by chaining together several cards, um, and um, yeah, also outwitting the opponent was mentioned um, quite often. Where the the main aspect that they they liked about it was uh, how to um, how the players need several different options, and that options need to be um, not obvious. Uh, because they should be, they should feel clever once they find that um, that option and use it to outwit the opponent. Um, there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff in there, and um, yeah, but I wanted to, didn't want to go into all of those answers because the episode is uh, yeah already um, long enough, and I think you got what I wanted to transport today. Um, yeah, maybe just one more thing. The um, Identifying the language in your market is only one aspect. It's often um, you use the same method that I just described today by uh, researching um, Reddit and BoardGameGeek and forums and social media and websites um, with specific um, Google searches or by just creating an, your own um, thread like I did today to um, to get an idea of your your customer. And um, the language as mentioned is only one part. Typically, it's more like um, something referred to as PLAN, P-L-A-N, where the P stands for the problems that your target audience has. Uh, The L stands for the language that they use to talk about those problems. The A stands for anecdotes, which they um, use to describe their experiences with uh, the problem or the solution. And the N stands for their needs. So things in their life that that are currently not working with the specific product that they are using at the moment. So, um... We did today a little bit of all of that, um, but typically you you make this a little bit more structured, and you have then an Excel spreadsheet um, with uh, one side for the P, where you uh, listen all uh, mention all the problems, then one for the L, the language, where you um, write down the language the players use. Um, the uh, one for a where you uh, write down all the anecdotes that you can later create interesting interesting stories about um, your product and um, one one uh, slide for the needs that you can actually use in the very beginning to identify what kind of uh, product the market might need and in our case that could be um, uh, an interesting game that could be made that people are looking for because there is a need for it, um, but hasn't maybe hasn't done before. So uh, creating this plan helps you to create a market overview, a market map um, of your target audience. Um, and I did this specifically um, for the language part because I'm currently yeah trying to yeah write the content for for Mindbug. And yeah, I thought I'd share this with you. Maybe it's helpful um, as a method. And um, yeah, that's what I wanted to share today. So um, until next week, keep shooting for the moon and nerd like a boss. Goodbye.